Hello and welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. I'm your host, Emma Howe, teen coach, advocate of education reform, and I have a successful business within the education sector, which I started eight years ago. I started this podcast as a way to help as many teens and parents of teens as possible to get talking and thinking about some really important subjects. Okay, so it's not actually about GCSEs. No, it is the GCSE that you should be learning about in schools. In this space, you will hear some amazing stories from amazing people, their careers, their lives, and hopefully open your eyes to a different way of thinking. We'll cover everything from financial literacy, health, different types of jobs available to you, mental health, different ways people learn, relationships, advice, tips on how to manage stress and anxiety, and a whole lot more, with the crucial aim to educate you in a way no one has ever done before. And the best part of it is that you're in control of the topics. Every month, I will ask you, yes, you listening right now, what you want to know more about. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the podcast. So the second in this series of getting to know kind of how to revise and everything like that, because it is that time of year when everyone is panicking a little bit. There's it doesn't seem like a lot of time left until May and June. And so in the next few episodes, including this one and the last one, I will be discussing different things that will help your teen and also yourself, if you are listening and you are a parent, to get your teen through their exams. So this one, this episode is all about the brain. Now, I am not a trained psycho- uh, psychiatrist or psychologist, but I have done a lot of research myself on the brain. And the purpose of that really is because, well, I work with brains every day. I don't actually open them up and get to know them that way. But every single child and teenager that I meet has a different way of thinking and a different way of working. And if you are not aware that everyone learns in a different way, and that is surprising for you, then um, I'm surprised because I'm sure you know that everybody learns in a different way. Now, getting to know your brain and getting to know your teenager's brain, or if you are somebody sitting your exams this year, getting to know your own brain is actually really, really essential. Because if you don't know how you learn, if you don't know what kind of things help you and motivate you, and if you don't understand the way that your brain works at its best, it's a bit like having a phone and always wondering why the battery is drained and always wondering why it's lagging and it's slow if you're playing a game, for example it's not going to work and you try and fix it. But a lot of people just think that they are just not good at remembering things. And they've never actually questioned why they're not good at remembering things. So throughout this episode, I'll be discussing loads and loads of things. First of all, the the very first thing that I'd like to talk about is what type of learner you are. There are loads and loads of online little forms and questionnaires that you can fill in for this. And I advise you to go and do that actually if you haven't done it before and it will tell you what type of learner you are so the first type of learner that you could be and the way that your brain is geared to learn is kinesthetic kinesthetic is a really fancy term for hands-on learning and it means that you are a person that likes to learn by doing now this can be quite challenging if you are a purely kinesthetic learner in terms of learning stuff out of a textbook and learning kind of facts and figures. But you could turn it into a podcast, you could turn it into a YouTube video. And if you're quite art, like an arty kind of person, you could also make a piece of art about maths, for example. You just have to use what you know and what you're good at and apply it to your learning to make it more fun for yourself. And that could be a different way of learning if you're kinesthetic. 
The other type we have is auditory, and that means that you hear things. So it might be that you can listen, and there are lots of GCSE podcasts, actually, um, for different subjects, and you listen to things or you go on YouTube and you find things like that in order to learn. And that will, again, help you to learn things in a better way if you're an auditory learner. Some people prefer to write notes and take notes. And you may be a person that you can read and you can write and you can read and you can write. And over a period of time, you start to learn things that way. That is another type of learner. All these different types of learners need to know and you need to know what kind of learner you are in order to both like effectively revise. If you don't know what kind of learner you are, then please take one of these things. The other thing that you really need to understand about your brain is that it is quite a complicated computer. If you don't put the right things into it, you are not going to get the right things out of it. And by that, I mean these three things. So the first thing is your environment. What kind of environment are you trying to learn in? Are you trying to learn in a very busy, noisy one? Are you trying to learn in a very cluttered one? Are you trying to learn in one where there's lots of things happening because the room that you're in is being used by your whole family? That's probably not going to help you focus. If you have an awful lot of distractions, then it's just not going to help you focus. So really, really think about that. The second thing about your brain that you need to know, other than your environment, is your fuel. What are you feeding your brain? If you're feeding your brain a load of sugar and a load of bad food that is just bad for you, (laughs) so lots of e-numbers, lots of sugar, things out of packets, not things that come from the ground like colourful food, vegetables, fruit, nuts, all that kind of thing, variety if you're not a vegetarian of fish and meat and that kind of thing. If you're just having sugar all the time, then you're going to go through massive hype massive highs in, on the sugar and then immense lows and you're going to be keeping rising and falling like that always opting for snacks and if your brain is not sufficiently fueled then it's going to be very very hard for you to concentrate for long periods and actually learn stuff in the ways that we've already discussed whether you're a kinesthetic an auditory learner that kind of thing or a visual learner I didn't discuss visual learner. I'll go back a second. A visual learner is one that learns by looking at things. So YouTube videos are great if you're a visual learner and also mind maps and highlighting that kind of thing. Back to the three parts of the brain. So we've covered environment, we've covered fuel. And the other one that is absolutely essential is sleep. You must sleep. I had an awful lot of meetings, 15 meetings, actually, with 15 different year 11s the other day, um, all on Sunday, gave up my Sunday for it. And the purpose of those individual meetings was to get everybody organized, talk about revision, talk about how their week looks in terms of activities, sleep, that kind of thing. And it's quite staggering that one out of the 15 that I spoke to obviously it's a very small study here but one out of the 15 was going to bed around 9 9 30 the rest were going to bed around 11 p.m or later it's quite late when they're getting up at like six seven o'clock the next morning to go to school so just think about getting a good night's sleep make sure you've got no distractions don't have a tv in, in your room doesn't help don't have your phone in your room that doesn't help try to get it electronic free make it calm make it uncluttered And then you'll sleep better. I guarantee it. They're the three things that you need in order to help you focus as well. So we've covered different learning styles. We have covered different things that your brain needs to function well. Now, the third thing um, that we need to talk about is consistency. 
if you don't do something every day, then it's unlikely that you're going to turn it into a habit. I think it takes on average about 60 days to create a habit that you just do. Like it's just natural for you. Um, When I first started to exercise, so I actually used to be very, very unfit. Um, I would actually be at the back of running races um, in year 11 and I would not pass or, or, or I'd have trouble with them basically it was a nightmare my diet was bad my sleep was bad I was not very well anyway and I was the vision of an unhealthy kind of girl <laughs> so in my 20s I started to get fit and healthy but I'll be honest with you it's only really been since I've been 29 so the last three years um, that I have developed a very good fitness regime myself and it did take 60 days of me doing it every well four or five times a week in order for it to feel like a normal thing to do and now when I don't do it it feels weird and I think it goes for the same for any habit that you need to form that's good for you whether that's eating healthy getting the right amount of sleep or revising and if you revise a little bit every day it will be hard I'm not going to lie to you it will be hard in those first few weeks but then you will become a like climatized to it meaning that it will become second nature and it will be just like natural for you but it will take two months for you to get there so if you start now in February by the time we're hitting April which is a few months before your exam, you'll just feel natural to you. And so it will feel less of a struggle, but it will feel like a struggle for the first two months. Stick at it, you'll be okay. So consistency is absolutely key. So we've spoken about environment, we've spoken about fuel and good uh, environment for your brain. Consistency. The last one is to think about reducing stress. Now, stress is a really interesting thing in your brain. Last year, I had the absolute pleasure of running a few webinars to an international school in Luxembourg and I was asked to speak to um, I think it was over 300 students altogether about revision about the way that the brain works and I really really enjoyed the talk and they had some really really interesting questions as well after I did the the talk to them and one thing that people don't know um, and rarely get taught is that if you are stressed, and this is really why I don't like exams, but if you are put under a stressful situation, your brain goes back to its roots as a caveman or a cavewoman, which is crazy when you think about it, isn't it? Because it's 2023. But anyway, our brains are wired in a bit of a strange way. And the reason why we get stressed in the first place and our body reacts in a physiological meaning our brains react in a certain way is to protect us from harm so your body will sense when you go into an example especially or if you are told that you're doing a test unexpectedly your body will react to that some people are better at hiding it than others some people are better at dealing with it than others because they're aware of it and what your body does and especially your brain does is they actually tries to shut everything else down apart from your nervous system so that you're able to run. And the biggest issue with this is that it actually works by shutting down the long-term memory part of your brain. There have been hundreds, if not thousands of studies about this. And what happens is that your brain in this mode of fight or flight 
releases hormones to block your memory. And it also releases hormones, adrenaline and cortisol to speed up the likelihood that you're going to run away from danger. Obviously, if you're in an example, you cannot run away from that. And so how does it react instead? You might start shaking, you might start sweating, you might start breathing heavily, you might start panicking in your mind. That adrenaline has to go somewhere. And the likelihood is this, that you will not do well in exams. How do you overcome this, though? It is definitely one of the biggest things that I have to work on with a lot of kids because I know loads of you work really hard at remembering things and revising. And then when it comes to the exam, and you may be so familiar with the story I'm about to tell you, when it comes to the exam, you absolutely forget everything, every single thing that you've been learning and you're just you're just petrified. If that sounds like you, here's some things you can do. You need to, first of all, put yourself in different situations when you revise. Don't just revise in your bedroom. You need to revise in a coffee shop. You need to revise in different situations. The other thing you can do is to put yourself in stressful situations, but not the ones that will harm you. So it could be that you get um, go on a different journey, like by yourself, um, use a train that you don't normally use, go into London with a couple of friends that you wouldn't normally, you know, do different things that will take you out of your environment, stress you out a little bit, but also be enjoyable and get your brain, your body used to different experiences. The other thing that you could do, which is really, really powerful and effective, is to start practicing either yoga or breathing exercises. Now, these are easily accessible online. For yoga, I recommend um, these people called uh, Breathe and Flow. They're very, very good. And if you're quite fit and athletic anyway, like I know a lot of you are, you'll find it quite challenging. But yoga and breathing exercises in particular help you to focus in on the now and the moment right now, rather than your brain catastrophizing and worrying about what's going to happen if you fail, what's going to happen if you can't answer this question, what's going to happen if you can't answer the whole paper, which I know a lot of people do. So I fully recommend yoga and I fully recommend breathing exercises. As a human race in the modern world, we do not spend enough time deep breathing. (laughs) I know this may sound completely out there for a lot of people, but the truth is that if you don't breathe and have control of that and your body just automatically does it all the time, you don't ever stop to think about it, it can control you. And part of treatments for panic attacks, and some of my students do suffer from panic panic attacks, is being able to harness your breath and to stop it. Now, I know a lot of people will not have panic attacks that are listening to this, but when you're in a stressful situation, you may not realise it, but your breath quickens. Um, And that's just, again, that adrenaline being released. Really, really working on stress and relieving it is absolutely essential for doing well in exams and also in life because if you're able to cope with the stress of an exam then later on in life when you go to university if you don't go to university go to apprenticeship or you go into the world of work then you're going to be able to deal with stressful situations and even your relationships with your friends and 
your significant other should you choose to get one later on there will be issues that come up that are stressful and it's the idea of you focusing on the here and the now and the things you can control and not worrying about the things you can't control and right now on the 8th of February when this podcast is going to go live the only thing that you can control in terms of your GCSEs is how much effort and how much work you put into them If you are able and willing to start revising two hours a night and four to six hours at the weekend, as I'm recommending to most people, then it will become natural. It will be consistent. If you sleep well, you eat well and you really look into ways of relieving stress, then you are going to see a massive improvement in your grades, your mood, because you'll feel like you're being productive And if you sleep well and get good rest, you will be less moody, which I'm sure many parents will be grateful for. And even yourselves, you'll feel a little little bit happier. It's very sunny today. The sun is starting to come out. Summer is coming. Spring is coming. Then summer. And it's starting to feel a little bit warmer, you know. So there are lots of positive things coming our way. Exams are not positive, I understand. But having them done and feeling like you've accomplished them and you did all that you could is going to be excellent for you. Next week, I will do another podcast. By the way, I do apologise for my voice today. I'm not very well, um, but that's why I'm sat behind a mic and not sat with people today. Um, So yes, next week, I will be looking at a different way of helping you guys with your GCSEs. And I will be hopefully helping you to find the right path to guide you and make a big impact. So have a lovely week. Until next week, goodbye.